Free agent frenzy is less than 24 hours away. We talk about all the latest happenings, all the latest rumors, and we wonder if any of the Rangers' own impending unrestricted free agents still has a chance of being back with the Blue Shirts for this upcoming season. All this and much, much more on today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 861 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only and exclusions apply. And we are, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So let's go ahead, get right into it here. We are less than 24 hours away, as I said, from the start of free agency. The madness begins at noon on Saturday. It's a little bit after 2 p.m. here on Friday. So definitely getting excited. Got that mix of kind of, excitedness and nervousness that I'm sure a lot of you guys are feeling as well. Uh, I think we all feel it as a fan base anytime you're getting toward uh, the start of free agency or certainly uh, the trade deadline the past couple of years as well. Anytime there's something big on the NHL calendar uh, as there is right now. And I figure, you know, to talk about a couple last minute thoughts on free agency here, we've been talking about different targets for the Rangers. We do a little bit of that here today. But as far as the Rangers own UFAs are concerned, uh, from the NHL roster, at least, we are talking about Tarasenko, Kane, Mott, Mikola, and Halak. And as I've been saying all along, I think the most likely outcome here is that all of these players probably end up walking in free agency. With Tarasenko, I haven't really heard a lot of anything. I mean, there's like little whispers on Twitter, but I haven't seen anything from like a reputable source that, you know, oh, Tarasenko's probably going to go here or there, or this team is going to make a strong play for Tarasenko. Really none of that going on, or at least not that I'm seeing on social media or any of the uh, the usual places. Uh, Patrick Kane, kind of the same thing, obviously the hip surgery and all that. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. If Kane's going to be back with the Rangers, it's possible that a one-year prove-it deal could be on the table between Kane and the Blue Shirts. We will see. Uh, Tyler Mott, you know, there was a report from Vince Mercagliano a day or two ago where he mentioned that, you know, the door is not closed as far as Mott returning to the Rangers is concerned, but that it looks like he is going to test the waters of unrestricted free agency. And I would expect nothing less. A lot of these guys want to go to the highest bidder. Tyler Mott uh, might also be somebody who fits that description. Um, and there's already people making jokes about, well, you know, the Rangers have a couple of fourth round draft picks for next season. So wherever Mott goes, you know, he'll sign the one-year deal. Rangers will send a fourth there and bring him back uh, at the trade deadline. You never know. Uh, crazier things have happened, but I do hope Tyler Mott is back. We will see. Nico Mikola, I think it's a basically a guarantee that he's gone. Uh, there just isn't really any room for him, either just in terms of spots on the blue line on the NHL roster, or in terms of uh, the amount of money that the Rangers have to you know, potentially sign somebody uh, like a Nico Mikola. You've also got Yaroslav Halak. Uh, you know, the Rangers and him were reportedly talking, but it doesn't seem like anything has come to fruition. He might end up walking in free agency. So again, I think all five of these guys might be gone. It's also worth noting that the Rangers have Alexi Lafreniere and Keandre Miller as restricted 
free agents. And you know, we'll see if a new deal is coming for one or both of those gentlemen, which I think it eventually will happen and uh, probably sooner rather than later. Although it is kind of strange that Barclay Goodrow is still a New York Ranger. And I don't say this as somebody that dislikes Barclay Goodrow or thinks that he doesn't add any value to this Ranger team. I certainly think he does. But when you look at his salary, again, the $3.64 million for somebody that at best is a bottom six forward and is typically a fourth liner, I just don't really see how they're going to make it work with him unless there's some other move happening that uh, we're not aware of. Um, but maybe it's possible that the Rangers you know, feel like they can get things done with their own RFAs and they're not really looking to bring in any pricey unrestricted free agents, but you have to fill out your roster somehow. So, I, don't, I mean, are you going to hang on to Barkley Goodrow and then sign nothing but guys that are making the league minimum, you know, the, the rest of the way in free agency? It, it's hard to know exactly what's going on there, uh, but we will see. It's possible that uh, maybe there's a little bit of a staring contest between Drury and the GM of whatever team that uh, the Rangers are trying to trade Barkley Goodrow to, uh, but we'll see what happens in the uh, Barkley Goodrow saga that's kind of been going on the past couple of days here. Uh, as far as other interesting moves from around the NHL as it pertains to, you know, unrestricted free agents and buyouts, a couple of things that I found notable here. Uh, for starters, you've got the Lightning trading Corey Perry's signing rights to the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for a seventh-round pick. Uh, Perry then signs a one-year deal with the Blackhawks for $4 million. That's quite a bit more than I thought Corey Perry was going to get. Um, you know, this past two seasons, he had played for just $1 million in each of those seasons for the Tampa Bay Lightning. The season before that, he was uh, at the league minimum on a one-year deal with the Montreal Canadiens. So for him to get $4 million, I mean, that that's quite the accomplishment for him. You kind of see where the Blackhawks are coming from there. They probably figure that they're not going to contend this season. So, you know, we'll, we'll overpay a little bit for Corey Perry, but we got all this cap space, so it really doesn't matter. And then, you know, coming up at the deadline this upcoming season, it's possible that the Blackhawks hope to flip Corey Perry somewhere else, get a draft pick in exchange for him. Maybe if you're a Ranger fan and you'd like them to get Corey Perry, he is somebody that we talked about previously on Locked on Rangers. You know, I'm a fan of the Rangers potentially adding him. It's not going to happen right now, uh, but that door, I suppose, is at least cracked at the trade deadline this upcoming season. You know, the Rangers wouldn't be able to take on all $4 million of Corey Perry's contract, but the Blackhawks can retain up to $2 million of that and, you know, facilitate a trade with the Rangers or anybody else that they want to. And we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves there, but um, just food for thought there for anybody um, and I saw a couple of you guys that were fans of, you know, potentially the Rangers signing Corey Perry this offseason. Won't happen now, but it's at least possible uh, come trade deadline time for Corey Perry. We've also got a report from Elliot Friedman that Jesper Foss will return to the Carolina Hurricanes. The deal is expected to be in the range of two years at $2.4 million. So it's interesting because Jesper Foss signing for just two years. His last contract was three years, but this time around, uh, Foss is getting $2.4 million per season, whereas the last time just $2 million per season. So an interesting situation there. And unfortunate, though, because Jesper Foss stays with the Canes, obviously a rival of the Rangers, a uh, team in the division, a team that the Rangers are probably going to have to get by if they want to get where they want to go, a uh, team that continues to win that division, which is very difficult year in and year out. And Jesper Foss staying there. Not sure the Rangers could have afforded him at $2.4 million a pop anyway, but if he hits unrestricted free agency, I mean, at least they can talk to him. At least they have a shot. But yeah, it was going to be tough to uh, to find a way to get something done with Jesper Foss, given the Rangers' uh, current cap situation. Another interesting development here for me, a couple of players bought out, and the one that stood out to me a little bit was Kyler Yamamoto. He was bought out by the Detroit Red Wings, uh, right winger, former first-round pick, still just 24 years old. He was on a two-year deal that paid him $3.1 million per season. He had just 25 points in 58 games for the Oilers this past season, and he was then traded to Detroit along with Kim Costin in exchange for future considerations. So basically, 
I mean, if I'm if I'm doing this, you know, reading between the lines here, the Oilers basically said, here, you take Yamamoto and you can buy him out because that's what the Red Wings did. And you can also have this other prospect. Um, what's his name here? Kim Costin. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll just kind of roll from there. And that's pretty much what it looked like. They wanted to move on from Yamamoto, did the Oilers, but they couldn't really afford to buy him out themselves. So they trade him along with a sweetener to Detroit. Detroit then buys out Yamamoto. But he is something of an interesting player. Uh, again, a former first-round pick, still pretty young at just 24 years old. And, you know, without digging too deep and really doing my due diligence on Kyler Yamamoto, it's interesting because, again, former first-round pick, he plays the position right wing that the Rangers are the most thin at. And, okay, he hasn't lived up to the hype yet. Uh, 118 points in 244 games, but a little bit of a flyer, you know, a, a deal with Kyler Yamamoto. I think that could make sense. Not sure if he would be in the Ranger price range, but something that once again is at least food for thought and uh, maybe the Rangers at least look into it there. Uh, I don't think any of this stuff, by the way, can happen as far as these free agents that I'm mentioning, unless Barclay Goodrow is moved. And again, we will see if that ends up happening. There is a uh, buyout window at 5 p.m. here today on Friday. It's 2.10 right now. So, um, I suppose the Rangers could still do that with Goodrow. I feel like they should be able to trade him, but we've discussed that in the past. Um, but we'll see how it all plays out with Barclay Goodrow because whatever happens there is going to affect some other things uh, for the New York Rangers in the next few days here, you have to think. Uh, some other players that were bought out uh, today, once again, it is Friday afternoon, a little bit after 2 p.m. They include Matt Duchesne by the Predators, Mike Riley from the Bruins, and officially Blake Wheeler from the Jets. You know, it was, a, it was reported a few days ago that that would be happening. We talked about Blake Wheeler and him maybe being a, fit for the Rangers. Uh, again, it can only happen if the price is right. But I think that right now, as things stand, as the UFA field stands, my top two targets for the Rangers are still Garnett Hathaway and Nola Chari. You know, two players, they're just pesky. They they play very hard, very good on the four check. Uh, guys that go out there and play physical, play every shift like it's their last. Rangers need a couple more players like that. Um, and it's going to be interesting, though, because Corey Perry just got $4 million a season. So does that set these guys up for a big payday? And I realized with Perry, it was only on a one-year deal. But I mean, if I'm the agent for Hathaway or Achari, I'm saying, look, 38-year-old Corey Perry just got $4 million. Talk to me here. And, um, you know, on, on one hand, this dra or this uh, free agent class not having a ton of superstars kind of plays into the Rangers' hands a little bit because they're not in the market for a superstar anyway and what a superstar would cost. But by that same token, uh, you could see role players, you know, guys like Perry, Guys like Hathaway, guys like Achari end up getting quite a bit more uh, than they would in a deeper free agent class. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. My hope is that maybe the Rangers can make it work with one of these players. Um, it's not going to be easy given their limited cap space, but we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, there were also rumors from several reputable sources that Yaroslav Halak will test uh, the free agent waters and that Jonathan Quick could be a fit for the Rangers. He was one of several goalies that I mentioned. Uh, Alex Njelkovic was another one during an episode where we talked about Halak and potential uh, backup goalie options for the Rangers next season uh, if Yaroslav Halak is no longer here. But yeah, that pretty much uh, wraps up my final thoughts on Unrestricted Free Agency. It's going to be a ton of fun. Hoping to get an episode out as quickly as possible for you guys on Saturday once everything happens and the dust settles a little bit. Because with NHL Free Agency, you know, it happens fast and furious. As soon as the bell rings, basically, this guy's signing here, that guy's signing there. And uh, it's a lot of fun and, and just complete chaos as well. But we're going to keep everything rolling in just a second. I want to shift gears a little bit. Talk a little bit more about the Rangers schedule. That was released just a couple of days ago. And, um, you know, a couple of things that stand out to me about it. Also want to talk about five games that I'm definitely looking forward to uh, this upcoming season. So we'll go ahead and do that in just a second. But first, we do have to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you 
by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it is all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, we just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And for the everydayers, you guys are not going to want to miss a minute of this show going forward or really any Rangers show going forward. You know, check out a couple of the other podcasts, too. Why not? Read as many articles as you can. It's going to be uh, an interesting couple of days here with, uh, obviously, free agency starting. And you know, we're about to discuss the schedule. I want to continue our coverage of the Ranger draft class. That's going to go on the back burner for a couple of days here, given the fact that we've got free agency in front of us. Uh, but the Rangers, you know, they they drafted the players that they drafted, and we're eventually going to give those players uh, their moment in the spotlight. But I figure for right now, we'll put it on the back burner. Those guys aren't going anywhere. We'll talk about those players in due time. But obviously, very, very excited uh, to see what happens in free agency over the weekend here. And what the Rangers do, if anything, you know, is Barclay Goodrow going to stick around? Are they going to trade him? Uh, who will they sign in free agency, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, once again, very much looking forward to everything that's coming uh, for the New York Rangers here in the offseason. But for right now, I want to go ahead and switch gears, like I said, to the Rangers schedule. We mentioned the schedule being released very briefly uh, a couple days ago when it was released. It was just at the tail end of the episode, and we had a bunch of other stuff to talk about. It's a very busy part of the offseason now because, obviously, we had the draft. We got the schedule release. Uh, we got free agency coming up. So, like I said, it is a lot of fun. Um, but I do want to go ahead and share my screen here for those of you that are watching on YouTube. And for anybody who's listening on audio only, don't worry. I got you covered. But you guys are just going to have to bear with me for a second here as I figure out this program and do my best to share the Ranger schedule for 2023-2024. And let's see. There we go. Okay, so you can see most of the schedule here. I'll try to adjust it a little bit. Once again, for those of you watching on YouTube, um, there we go. Yeah, very, very nice. So, yeah, a couple of things uh, that I wanted to mention here as it pertains to the Ranger schedule and a couple of things that just kind of uh, stand out to me early in the season uh, as well as late in the season and that is early in the season, you're going to have a lot of away games for the New York Rangers. To be exact, the Rangers will only play two home games in the month of October. That's two out of nine games that the Rangers will be home in October. Uh, you've got two games on the road at Buffalo and at Columbus to start the season. They happen on October Thursday, October 12th, and Saturday, October 14th. And then you've got two home games. you got your home opener. Uh, Monday, October 16th against the Coyotes, as well as Thursday, October 19th against the Predators. And then to close out the month of October, excuse me, uh, you are at Seattle, at Calgary, at Edmonton, at Vancouver, and at Winnipeg. So an interesting start there. It's not something that really bothers me, though, because the Rangers, their home and away stats haven't really been that dramatic uh, as far as the splits are concerned over the past couple of seasons, you know, they tend to be a pretty good road team. Uh, to me, it's just, it's interesting. It's an interesting quirk of the schedule. Uh, once again, only two of the first nine games will be at home in Madison Square Garden. Then if we look ahead a little bit here, 
we've got the April schedule, you know, the, the last month of the season, which, you know, the, the regular season finale is April uh, 15th against the Ottawa Senators. But what you'll notice here in April, for those of you watching on YouTube, and again, if you're only listening on audio, don't worry, I got you covered here. Uh, but the Rangers will play eight games in the month of April, the final month of the regular season, and the playoffs will start soon after that. But it's kind of the opposite of the way the season starts. There's eight games here. Six of them are at home, and only two of them are on the road. And those six home games, that includes the final three games, which are home against Philly, home against the Islanders, and home against the Senators. And in fact, even for the two road games here in April for the Rangers, uh, one of them is at the Islanders, and that's not even really a road game. Obviously, there's not much travel involved, and we all know Ranger fans invade whatever arena the Islanders happen to be playing in that season, and they take over, and it pretty much turns into a home game for the Rangers anyway. So, um, yeah, I'm good with that. You know, I, I like the fact that there's a lot of home games at the end of the season. Obviously, the NHL season, 82 games, can be very grueling, you know, mentally, Physically, very, very demanding. The fact that there's going to be a little bit less travel at the end of the season and you'll have the crowd behind you instead of against you. I think that bodes well, especially if the Rangers are trying to get into the playoffs or trying to win the division, solidify home ice advantage in the first round, whatever the case might be. I think it's good to have uh, those home games early in the season. And if I can go back to October for a second here, because there's another observation I had about uh, the first month of the season for the Rangers here. And you guys may have noticed this too when I was reading the schedule. But you look at, you know, just, just how everything sets up here. The Rangers do not exactly play a bunch of world beaters early in the season. Uh, in fact, if you if you look at the opponents here, the Rangers play very few um, playoff teams in the first, uh, you know, nine games here, the month of October. Uh, they play Buffalo, miss the playoffs. Columbus, miss the playoffs. Arizona, miss the playoffs. Nashville, miss the playoffs. Those are their first four games. We're going in order here. Uh, Seattle made the playoffs, Calgary missed the playoffs, Edmonton made the playoffs, Vancouver uh, missed the playoffs, and then Winnipeg made the playoffs, but they lost in the first round, I believe, in just five games uh, to the Knights. So again, of those first uh, nine games that we just mentioned there, six of them are against non-playoff teams for this past season. You never know how things are going to shake out. You know, maybe there's a situation where one or two of these teams are dramatically improved and they kind of take the NHL by storm this upcoming season. But at first glance here, this does seem to be a really easy schedule for the Rangers early in the season here. So you got to bank some wins, bank some points. You got a new coach in Peter Laviolette. It's a great opportunity to kind of, uh, you know, obviously get off to a nice start with Laviolette and the new coaching staff. Also kind of get rid of the bad taste that's in everybody's mouth from uh, what happened against the Devils in the playoffs this past season. It's just a great opportunity to start the season strong. And uh, like I said, bank some win, bank some points, and uh, just kind of take it from there. Like I said, this is not, at least on paper, a uh, very difficult schedule at all for the Rangers to uh, to start the season here. Uh, a couple other things that I want to mention here about the schedule. Uh, something else that I found kind of interesting is that the Rangers, uh, let's see, what month would this be? They are off from Monday, November 13th, until Friday, November 17th. And I'm not really sure why that's the case. Uh, the week after that is actually the week of Thanksgiving. You would think that that might be the week that teams play a little bit less, but the Rangers are going to have literally an entire week off uh, in the middle of November there. I'm not really sure why that's the case or why it shook out that way. But regardless, you know, we'll line up some guests for you guys and we'll find some things to talk about when that's happening. But I couldn't help but notice, uh, again, the stretch of uh, five days of no Ranger hockey for an entire week right in the middle of November there. That was kind of interesting. Uh, something else that I thought really stood out to me, first rematch 
uh, of the season with the Devils will be on Saturday, November 18th at 7 p.m. on the road. So I think a lot of us are going to circle our calendar for that one. Uh, there are also a lot of uh, Friday and Saturday back-to-backs this season for the Rangers, which is kind of an interesting way to do it. I mean, I don't really know the reason for that. It's just one of those things I couldn't help but notice. And I especially couldn't help but notice uh, in December here, you're going to have three consecutive weeks where the Rangers play on both Friday and Saturday back-to-back. So an interesting uh, layout for the schedule uh, in the later portions of December there. Uh, Something else I noticed is that the Rangers do not play on New Year's Eve. Uh, They've played on New Year's Eve the last handful of seasons. So uh, I guess we'll all have to do something different to to, to ring in the new year on uh, December 31st there. But yeah, just a couple of things that I noticed about the schedule and some casual observations in just a second. I want to keep talking about the schedule here and talk about five games that I've sort of bookmarked, sort of circle on the calendar, so to speak. Some games that just intrigue me uh, for the Rangers this upcoming season. Just five games in chronological order, and uh, we will get to that and reveal what those games are in just a second. All right, so five games that stand out, at least for me, uh, for the New York Rangers this upcoming season. Obviously, very subjective list here. I'm sure you guys have uh, your own personal games that uh, you really are looking forward to and can't wait to see the Rangers participate in. But we're going to go, like I said, in chronological order here. I'm going to start right here, Tuesday, October 24th, on the road against the Calgary Flames at 9.45 p.m. The, The start time doesn't exactly thrill me, but this is the sixth game of the season. And the Rangers and Flames, you know, this is not a matchup that I thought that I'd be circling. I mean, nothing against the Flames or anything like that, but there's just not really a lot of history between the Rangers and the Flames. But these teams played two games against each other last season, and they were both absolutely wild, both one-goal games. Uh, The first one in particular was absolutely crazy, a game-of-the-year candidate for the regular season. Wasn't just me saying that. Wasn't just Ranger fans saying that. Wasn't even just Flames fans saying that. A lot of people, just general hockey fans, kind of saw that as the game of the season. Uh, The Stars were out, just a lot of uh, really impressive goals. Big time hitting, intensity was off the charts. Uh, Jacob Truba was hitting everything that moved. That was the game where uh, he just annihilated, I think it was Kadri, uh, just basically blew him up. Got into two fights. Every time Truba delivered a hit in that game, he had to fight for his life, but uh, just a wild game. And then, of course, uh, a scramble in the overtime period, and Lafreniere gets to the puck and scores to give the Rangers the win. Mika Zibanejad had tied that game late in the third period, but one of those games that just had everything, had a lot of intensity. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what the Rangers and Flames can do for an encore after uh, two just crazy games that they had against each other last season. Uh, We move ahead a little bit here. We're going to go all the way to January 18th, Thursday, January 18th, on the road against the Vegas Golden Knights at 10 p.m. Again, the the start time doesn't exactly thrill me, you know, 10 p.m. on the East Coast, but this one I like because you get your shot at the champs. And I know there's a lot of hockey fans that don't really like what the Knights do with with their whole, like, pomp and circumstance and basically, uh, you know, just, just the entire insanity of what happens before every Vegas Golden Knights game. But I've never really had a problem with it. I mean, this is a sport that you're, you're trying to get it to be more popular, trying to get more people to watch. Should the Knights come into the league and, and just kind of like stick their toe in the water the way that like the Atlanta Thrashers did or the Arizona Coyotes, the Columbus Blue Jackets? Some of these newer teams have almost no history, no identity, and just nothing really all that fun about them. I mean, no disrespect intended to those teams, but that's just the facts. Uh, those teams I just listed are not exactly known for being uh, tremendously successful. And the Knights come in and, uh, you know, they make it into a party in their home arena. So I got nothing against that. But that's just a cool environment to be a part of. Uh, it's always a very loud audience. And, and the fans, you know, make a lot of noise. And I'm sure that'll be especially true when they go in as the defending champs. But this is also the first 
uh, game of a four-game road trip for the Rangers. After this, they go to the Kings, the Ducks, and the Sharks. Uh, then they go back home for another matchup against the Knights. So uh, I'm really looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be a great measuring stick to see where the Rangers are uh, at this point in the season when they go on the road for a tough game against the defending champs. And I guess collectively as a fan base, we can all look forward to Brett Howden, you know, in those two games between the Rangers and Knights. He'll, he'll probably combine for about five points in those two games. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how that whole thing shakes out. Uh, to kind of move it ahead here a little bit further, another game I'm really looking forward to for the Rangers this upcoming season. We're going to go to February, uh, Monday, February 5th at home against the Colorado Avalanche. No real reason here as far as like bad blood between the Rangers and the Avalanche, um, but you do get Eeyore versus Georgie. That's always a lot of fun. And uh, I think both of those goalies, you know, take that very seriously. I can only imagine that the two of them will be playing in this game. Uh, the Rangers and Avalanche have played some really exciting games against each other these past couple of seasons. They both got star players up and down the lineup, some really exciting players, some guys that can obviously lay up the score sheet on any given night. I already mentioned the goalie matchup. And the Avalanche, just two years ago, won the Stanley Cup. And uh, they went out early this past year, but still one of the powerhouses of the Western Conference. I just think that's going to be a really fun matchup. And on top of that, that's also the first game uh, for the Rangers after the All-Star break. They're going to have, it looks like a total of eight straight days off. And then that's where you kick off kind of the stretch run, the second half of the season. Call it whatever you want to call it. But obviously a big game uh, for the Rangers going up against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, a chance to make a statement and start off the, the stretch run on the right foot. So definitely looking forward to that matchup uh, between the Rangers and the Avs. I didn't realize how many Western Conference teams were going to be on this list. We, we just did three straight games. They're all Western Conference opponents. But we're going to wrap it up here with two more games that are both from the Eastern Conference. And we're going to go ahead to, let's see, Sunday February 18th, technically on the road against the New York Islanders at 3 p.m. That's the uh, stadium series matchup. I mean, that pretty much speaks for itself. Uh, Rangers-Islanders, great rivalry, and they are going to be playing each other outside in MetLife Stadium right in the middle of February. I'm sure the weather's going to be absolutely beautiful, but these outdoor games are always fun. I mean, I can tune into any of them. It doesn't even have to be the Rangers, but the fact that it's the Rangers playing their rival in a football stadium outside in the middle of February maybe in the middle of a blizzard, who knows? Uh, that obviously is a game that everybody, I think, looks forward to. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, just general hockey fans that tune in for that as well. And I just think it's going to be a ton of fun. The Rangers are, uh, to my knowledge, I believe now 4-0 as far as these outdoor games are concerned. So we'll look to make it 5-0 and uh, when the Rangers take on the, uh, the Islanders. And one other note here is that I, I mentioned a second ago, technically it's an away game. It's not really that big of a deal, but uh, that, to me, if the Islanders are considered the home team and the Rangers are the away team, uh, that would mean then that the Rangers still get 41 games, uh, the usual 41 games at home in Madison Square Garden uh, the rest of the season. So that's a bit of good news there for the Rangers. But, yeah, that's a game that, I mean, if you're a hockey fan, I, I don't know why you wouldn't look forward to a game such as that. And then one more game that I wanted to mention here, we go ahead to March 21st. Thursday, March 24th, they will be on the road uh, against the Boston Bruins, 7 p.m., uh, the Rangers need another crack at the Boston Bruins. The Rangers played the Bruins three times last year, lost all three games. I don't really remember any of the games being all that close. And I don't think the Bruins are going to have the type of regular season that they had this past year. I just don't see how you can repeat that, especially with a core that is getting a little bit older. Um, but man, I, I'm just looking forward to the Rangers hopefully beating the Bruins. And I realize the Rangers are going to play the Bruins before this game. But I look at the, you know, where this game lands on the schedule. Uh, this is the 13th to last game of the regular season for the New York Rangers. So it's past the trade deadline. We're getting really into the stretch run. Both these teams, I'm sure, are going to be looking to 
you know, either solidify their spot in the playoffs or improve their standing in the playoffs. I just get the feeling it's going to be a really good game. And like I said, the Rangers, I'm ready for the Rangers to beat the Bruins because uh, the Ranger Bruins games this past season were not really a ton of fun, if I'm being honest here. So I'm definitely looking forward to, to that matchup between the Rangers and Bruins. And there's other games, of course, you know, any game against the Penguins, um, you know, obviously that's going to be must-see TV with the way that rivalry has been the last few years. Uh, the Canes, the Lightning, the Capitals, intensity tends to, to pick up when the Rangers play those teams. I purposely excluded uh, opening night just because it's opening night, and I think it's pretty obvious that, you know, everybody's going to be looking forward to watching the Rangers on opening night. But, yeah, like I said, very subjective list, and those are five games that I'm definitely looking forward to, circling on the calendar, and uh, maybe looking forward to those games uh, as much as any others that the Rangers are going to play uh, this upcoming season. But I figure we could pretty much call it there. Um, you know, the Rangers obviously, along with every other team in the NHL, they are going to be part of uh, this free agent frenzy in just a matter of hours here. We're down to, what is it officially here? Like 21 and a half hours before the start of free agency. So definitely looking forward to seeing how that goes. And uh, like I said, I'll get, an, I'll get out an episode as fast as I can for you guys. Another thing I want to mention here, Derek Stepan stories, definitely send them my way. I've heard back from a couple of you guys. We are going to have an episode later in the off season where I read stories from you guys. Uh, about what you were doing and who you were with and how you celebrated when Derek Stepan scored in Game 7 against the Washington Capitals uh, to eliminate them back in 2015. Just a wild moment and a really fun moment uh, for Ranger fans. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, this is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers and definitely subscribe to the Locked on New York Rangers YouTube channel. There is some content that only goes to the YouTube channel. So if you're not subscribed, you're definitely missing out on uh, at least a couple of things. So definitely subscribe there uh, if and when you get the opportunity. But uh, yeah, that will do it for today, guys. Once again, uh, thank you so much and I will see you next time.